Please turn your Bibles to the Gospel of John. John chapter 3. Over the next several weeks, we will be looking at just some of the things that took place when you received Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. Um, to some, this will be old news. To others, it will be new news. But to everybody, it will be good news. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, that's what gospel means. It means good news. Yeah. Hallelujah. So if you ever go to a church and they're preaching bad news, it ain't the gospel. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'd like to begin in verse 16. <clears throat> in fact, we are going to only look at verse 16 at this stage. John 3.16. You know, this has been described as the gospel in miniature. I really love that. Uh, where Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So here we see God's heart and purpose and his infinite love for all people. You know, we, we really need to pay attention to what Jesus is saying here right now. I don't want you to uh, just take it in as something that you've heard a hundred times before. I really want you to get a hold of this right now like you're hearing it for the first time. Amen? Amen. And you need to hear the words, God so loved the world. Do you know, I'm so glad he said the world and not just Jews or anything else. Because when he said the world, that was you. That was me. Amen. God so loved you and me. He saw us as individuals. You know, God doesn't just see a group of people. He sees you. He sees you as a person. He loves you as a person. He cares for you as a person. Further to this, the word so emphasizes the intensity or greatness of God's love. It was a love rich and true, full of understanding, tenderness, and majesty. And it is this love that never seeks anything but the highest good for each of us. And that's what Jesus is saying, for God so loved. Are you getting this now? That's what he means by so loved. How else could he say that? He didn't just say God loved, he said God so loved. And this love is what we respond to. And it's not, you know, <laughs> I also pray that people didn't come to the Lord because of what they could get from God. You know, so many people came for that reason. Well, I got to get my car and my boat and my, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, man, that's not why you, that's not the reason you receive Jesus Christ as Lord. You wanted that love in your life. You wanted someone there that would love you and care for you and look after you. Someone that sticks closer than a brother, closer than a friend, closer than anyone else. Hallelujah. Knows you like no one else. And you know what? That's what's so incredible as well. In spite of everything that the Lord knows about me and you, He still loves us. Right. <laughs> you know? Amen. You know, if I knew... Honestly, can we just be honest for a minute? Yep. If everybody knew everything about you, do you think they'd love you as much as they do not knowing that stuff? It's a love that actually comes from a God who is described not as having love, but who is love. Right. You know, this same apostle wrote in 1 John, in his letter to the church at large, in 1 John chapter 4, 
We are reading in John, the Gospel of John 3.16 before. Now I want to go to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8, where he wrote, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And in verse 16, he goes on to say, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. John realized the love. He believed that love. Do you know this is the apostle they couldn't kill? I love that. I love that love overcame everything. That's why he says, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. And then again, he says, God is love. And he says, he who lives or abides in love and lives or abides in God, God lives in him as well and her. Hallelujah. You know, when you walk in love, when you live in this love, when that becomes a central focus, then not only do you live in God, but he comes to live in you. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's the God that Jesus is referring to in John 3.16 when he says, God so loved. Do you get this now? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the love that God has for us proceeds from the fact that God is love. And why Jesus goes into saying, in essence, that God gave what was most dear to him, his only begotten son. That's how much God loves you. He gave his very best for you. In the literal text, it actually reads, his son, the only begotten, he gave. In wording it this way, it puts all the emphasis on the astounding greatness of his gift. That's what we miss sometimes in our English translations. We miss the point of what is being said. And I want you to get this today. Accordingly, William McDonald says that God has no other son like the Lord Jesus. It was an expression of his infinite love that he would be willing to give his unique son for a race of rebel sinners. That as Jesus says, that whoever believes in him should not perish. The word perish is to die or be subject to destruction, but have everlasting, never-ending life. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? And to believe in Christ in this instance is to believe that he will in fact rescue us from death and destruction and give us eternal everlasting, never-ending life. Now, for the sake of anyone here, and also for those who might be watching online, who have not yet received God's love gift, I'd like to give you the opportunity right now to do so. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for loving me so much. Thank you for loving me so much. That you gave your only Son that you gave your only son to die for my sins to die for my sins on the cross on the cross you promised you promised that whoever believes in him that whoever believes in him will not perish will not perish but have everlasting life but have everlasting life so today so today according to Romans 10:9 according to Romans 10:9 I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart. And I believe in my heart 
that you raised him from the dead that you raised him from the dead and according to your word and according to your word your promise your promise i am now saved i am now saved born again born again and have everlasting life and have everlasting life thank you jesus thank you jesus for doing so much for doing so much to save me to save me deliver me deliver me and set me free and set me free from all that is evil from all that is evil in this world in this world thank you thank you for making heaven my home for making heaven my home making me a part of god's own family making me a part of god's own family a brand new creation a brand new creation through the power through the power of your holy spirit of your holy spirit i am now perfect i am now perfect sinless sinless and more than a conqueror and more than a conqueror in you lord in you lord from this day forward from this day forward i choose to serve you i choose to serve you honor you honor you and worship you and worship you and i will look to my heavenly father and i will look to my heavenly father to meet all my needs to meet all my needs according to his riches in glory according to his riches in glory in your name jesus in your name jesus i pray i pray amen amen thank you pastor verdi amen hallelujah thank you girls hallelujah if you've just committed your life to the lord whether it's for the first time or a rededication praise god and welcome to the family <laughs> hallelujah and for you online as well remember again that john 3:16 promised eternal life amen to whoever believed added to this there's also john chapter 1 and verse 12 where it says but as many as received him to them he gave the right and the power to become children of god to those who believe in his name amen, amen. this is god's gift to you it is something that you received by faith which is a simple trust in god okay that he is a righteous god and will honor what he said amen amen, amen. in fact that's why the apostle paul says in ephesians 2:8 for by grace have you been saved through faith and that not of yourself it is the gift of god i like one of the other versions it puts it like this for it is by god's grace or unmerited favor that you have been saved through faith you did not save yourselves it was a gift from god hallelujah <laughs> amen all right praise god now let's continue on <laughs> your new life in christ let's talk about that for those who have never had this teaching before let's look at some key things that you need to be aware of with regard to your life in Christ. Number 1. Let's go to John chapter 14 and verse 6. John chapter 14 and verse 6. This is the reason that you receive Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. Because of what it says here in John 14:6, and Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." And he said, "No one comes to the Father except through me." So I want you to notice that this is the same Jesus 
that healed the sick. You know, when I first read that and somebody used that scripture, I said, well, he can, you can, anybody can say anything. I can say I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Just because I said it doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, to come against that argument, this is the same Jesus that healed the sick, that raised the dead, that walked on water, that turned water into wine. I think water got nervous around Jesus. <laughs> Remember, he calmed the storm. <laughs> okay, you know? He shone like the sun and had God say about him in the presence of many witnesses, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. This is in Matthew 17, 5. So I think that qualifies him to say what he said and for us to believe what he said. Amen? Hallelujah. So, you know, I want to share these truths with you, not just for yourself. You know, why do you believe? But also, if you're sharing the gospel with somebody, you need to be able to share this with them. And you need to be able to back it up. Amen? All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> And I've said here, since Jesus Christ was God's son, and therefore himself God, we understand that the only way to God the Father was and is through God the Son, Jesus Christ. Meaning that it took God to redeem us back to God. No person could do it. Amen. That is very important, family, that you get that. Because otherwise people say, well, there's all these religions, what makes yours different? Ours has God in it. Restoring us back to God. Amen. That's the difference. And it's a relationship. It's not a religion. Please don't make it a religion. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of that around. Okay. <laughs> Second, this same Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 3 and verse 3, I assure you, unless you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. So this is something else that makes this unique. You know, unlike other religions that just say, you know, just be good and all that sort of stuff, this says something happens on the inside of you. When you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, something miraculous goes on on the inside. You are changed. You are born again. That's why we, we, we included the term born again in your prayer. Because that's what actually happened to you when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You were literally born again from above. You had to be because if you're going to go home there, you need to be born again from there. That's right, Only people that are born from there can return home. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. The apostle Peter himself used this term and said in his first letter to the church in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, he says, For you have been born again, not of perishable or corruptible seed, but imperishable or incorruptible seed through the living and enduring word of God. This new birth took place in a part of you called your spirit. I don't know if you all know about your spirit, but you are a spirit, soul, and a body. You know you've got three parts to you. Some people know a body and soul. Some people know a spirit. But, no, you know, the Bible talks about spirit, soul, and body. In fact, let me take you to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. We are three-part beings. You know, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We got the same thing, okay? We got three parts to us as well. We were made in the likeness, image and likeness of God. And the Apostle Paul says here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify or purify you completely. And may your whole spirit, 
and I'm going to add the word whole, whole soul and whole body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, I could go and show you a whole lot of other scriptures that back this up, but I don't want it today. Right? I just want to let you know that the part of you that was changed isn't the part that you can see, but it's a part that you cannot see and a part that you would have no access to that God had to do something about. Amen. And remember again that God is spirit and he communicates through the spirit. Hallelujah. And we need that renewed new cre creation. In fact, let's go there next to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Because when this happened, when we were born again from above, spiritually speaking, <laughs> you became a brand new person on the inside. That's brought out in what the Apostle Paul said to, uh, in his letter to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. It says, what this means is that those who became Christians become new persons or new creations of God. They are not the same anymore, for the old is gone, a new life has begun, and in fact, all things have become new. Verse 18, all this newness of life is from God. It says in the other translation, all things are of God. All right, so it's saying all this newness is from God who brought us back to himself through what Christ did. I want you to notice it's what Jesus Christ did that allowed all of this to happen. That's the reason why we have to receive, receive him as Lord. Amen? Because he gives us access to all of this. Hallelujah. And remember again that he is God. Praise God. In other words... All the wrong you did in the past no longer exists. Take a moment. When you became a new creation, all the things that you did in your past, your past was erased. You started new, brand new. And to keep it that way, we're going to show you 1 John 1, 9 later. Okay, this is what's brilliant about this. You get a brand new piece of paper. Okay. You can make of it what you want, and if you mess up, there's a liquid paper called 1 John 1 9. <laughs> Except it's God's liquid paper, so the thing totally disappears. You can't find any trace of it. It's like magic erase. No trace whatsoever. So that the devil can't hound you the rest of your days and remind you of things that you did. Because God will go, I can't see anything. Can you? The angels go, No, we can't see anything either. Hallelujah. I've said here in the past, okay, that old you died. Please leave that person dead. Don't resurrect it. It's ugly. Okay? Leave it, leave it, leave it, okay? All right, start a new life. You're a brand new person, start a new life. Fourth, as a new creation in Christ, you now have his mind as well. That's what the Apostle Paul brings out in his letter to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. Because I don't want you to think of yourself as, yeah, but I'm whatever. Well, I'm going to give you something to show you. Not only were you changed on the inside, born again from above, but you also received something from God, his mind. That got me through school. <laughs> you know? I was failing, man. I'm, I'll tell you, this is the scripture that caused me, I'm, literally, literally took me from last place in my class to first in my class. Yeah this scripture because I decided that I had the mind of Christ and this is let me read it to you all right it says here for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him 
or she, okay? Everybody goes, yeah, his ways are past finding out. There's no, shh, finish the verse. Finish the verse. Because it says, but we have the mind of Christ. And now you know that Christ was God. Did you get that? That's whose mind you have access to now. And I gained access to that. And I confessed that over myself. And I said, thank you, Lord. I have your mind. And every time I ran into a problem and it screamed at me, you can never solve this. I said, no, the past me couldn't. But now I have his mind. He made you. I'll figure you out. And I'm not kidding. Every single time. One time, I just got an answer out of nowhere, and it was exactly right. I said, so they're trying to trick me. No. <laughs> you know? Have fun with it. But, you know, it's an incredible thing. This is real. This is something that will work in you. Oh, brother, that's just positive mental attitude. Oh, forget it. My brain wasn't big enough to have a positive mental attitude. I needed supernatural help. Supernatural help. Do you understand? Amen. This is, none of this is just natural. This is supernatural. All right? This same mind is, is, it was what was involved in creating all things. That's what uh, I want to share the scripture with you in Colossians 1.16 when it says all things were created by him, by Christ, and for him, for Christ. All things were created by him and for him and you have that mind inside of you. Will you access it? I pray you do. Amen? Okay, all right, keep going, keep going. All right. <laughs> Fifth, at the moment of his salvation, God forcibly removed and spiritually delivered, freed, and rescued you from the power, dominion, and authority of darkness. And translated you into his magnificent kingdom. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's brought out in what the Apostle Paul says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. It says, God has freed, rescued, and delivered us from the power, authority, and dominion of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom of his dear and beloved son. Amen. So that's something else that happened miraculously and you couldn't do for yourself. Get taken out of the devil's kingdom and translated into a brand new kingdom. So you are no longer under the devil's authority. You are not in his kingdom anymore. He's got to go over there to get to you and God won't let him. Amen. It's down here that's the problem. Okay. Sixth, I, I could preach on this a long time, but we're getting through it, okay? Sixth, as a result of you being born again from above and a new creation of God, something incredible happened. God came to live in you. Boy, I tell you, this gets better and better. So not only are you a new creation, not only are you born again from above, not only do you have the mind of Christ, God moved in. Let's read this. <laughs> it's in 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? He said, don't you know this? This is something you should know. And I'm telling you, church, you should know that you are God's temple. You know you are the Holy of Holies. You are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you. Hallelujah. Verse six, uh, going on to 2 Corinthians 6.16, it says, For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Oh, hallelujah. Is this great news or what? Absolutely. Amen. Not only will he live in you, but he'll walk with you. You know, wherever you go, he's with you. Hallelujah. 
Seventh, because you believed and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, you actually joined the family of God and became a child of God. That's brought, in what the, brought out in what the Apostle John says, again, in his gospel, in John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, he says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. You became a child of God. You joined the family of God. Isn't that beautiful? Hallelujah. And it is because of this that later on in one of his letters to the church, the Apostle John excitedly exclaims in 1 John 3, 1. We saw this when he says, Behold, what manner of love, what God so loved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Wow. Eighth, as children of God, we are now citizens of heaven. Because you got translated, because you're in his kingdom, you're now a citizen of that kingdom. Do you know citizens have rights? Right. Amen. Amen. And heaven won't put up with anything. Yeah. Amen. Says you mess with one of us, we'll see to it. Something happens. Yeah. Won't be good for you. For you it's good, for them it's not. Okay? <laughs> anyway, that's brought in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. It says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. This is in Ephesians 2, 19. And members of the household or family of God. See what I'm saying? That's the connection. You become a part of his family and you, just, you join the kingdom of God. And you become one of its citizens. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ninth, because we are God's children and citizens of heaven, we now have God's angels looking after us. Isn't this incredible? So much happened on the inside. Now on the outside, we got these incredible creations and creatures looking after you. All right? This is brought in Psalm, brought in Psalm 91, verse 11. Psalm 91 and verse 11, it says, For he has put his angels in charge of you. They will watch over you wherever you go. You're not out there by yourself. I've got story after story after story where people have, you know, one, one person got called out. I know I've run out of time, okay? When one person got called out, this guy was going to do him harm. Called out in the middle of the night on some lonely bridge. And he came, he got out, he walked around, nobody was there. He got in his car and went back. Later on, making a very long story short, okay, this guy comes to church. This was a pastor, by the way. And he said... He said, I called you that night. It was me. He said, you came. I was going to beat on you. And he said, you got out. And then this massive thing got out after you. That's right. And he said, I looked at that and said, I'm not going to mess with that. Yeah. That's right. And the pastor said, I came by myself. You asked me to come alone. I came alone. He goes, oh, no, you didn't. He goes, this huge, gigantic thing got out and looked around and looked at me. And I was like, no, I'm going home. See you later. Bye. You have angels looking after you. Amen. You have no idea what they're doing on your behalf. You walk around and go, I don't know what everybody, what the fuss is all about. <laughs> That's why the other guy got beaten up and the guy behind you probably get beaten up. But not you. Thousand may fall on one side and ten thousand, but not you. Amen. Tenth and finally, <laughs> if this wasn't all enough, all right, we also have been given God's power and God's armor. This is in Ephesians 6, 10 and 6, 11. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. God gives you his power and his might now. And put on the full armor of God. 
This isn't Goliath's armor or Saul's armor. This is God's armor. Boy, this thing will not fail. I've done a whole series on the armor of God. Go and check it out. It's really awesome, okay? We took a lot of weeks on each piece. But he gave us his armor. Can you see what God has done? Can you see how much God has done for you? Because God so loved you. God so loved you. I want you to receive all of these things today. And if you're there right now, I want you to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing so much for me. Thank you, Father, for loving me so much that you sent your son. That because I've believed in him, I now have everlasting life. And all the things to go with that. Amen? Hallelujah. We're going to leave it there because we've run out of time. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do in us, for us, and around us. And we thank you, Lord, that as we have recommitted our lives to you, that we remember at the end, it is about love. It is about relationship. It's not all the things. They come as a result of your love for us. But we are not coming to you for things. We are coming to you because we love you. And we want to spend time with you. We want to be with Daddy. That's the, that's the safest place and the most blessed place to be. And you so dearly want us to come to you in that way. And forgive us, Lord, for coming for all the wrong reasons. Hallelujah. And we thank you. I thank you for each and every individual that may have given their life to you today, received Jesus Christ as Lord. And I thank you, Father, that they have the assurance that the God who loved them so much will now look after them in unprecedented ways. In Jesus' name. Amen.